Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith to Live By. I'm Pam Christian, your host, and each and every week I seek to help us explore current events from a biblical and prophetic perspective, so we as God's people know how He wants us to respond. And boy, has there been more prophetic words given as of late than any time I can remember. The first day this episode will air is November 9th, the day after the most important midterm elections our country has likely ever seen. And since all my podcasts must be submitted two days before the scheduled post date, I'm having to record this show and submit it before the elections on November 8th. Always wanting my podcast to be relevant with current events, I'm therefore relying heavily on God's foreknowledge and seeking Him for what He wants us to know with this particular podcast episode. The guest I planned for today was unable to be here, so instead I will do my very best to condense and articulate what I understand God has revealed we need to know and how we must respond in this very time. First and foremost, we need to understand the whole world has reached the tipping point, and we are now in the earliest stages of God radically intervening in humanity in ways the world has never experienced before. True to his character, God has been long-suffering with us in order to give us every opportunity to choose where we want to be aligned before he acts. But, I caution us, the days of God's grace are swiftly coming to a close, so it is imperative we take a serious look at ourselves and our standing before Almighty God. With today's podcast, I will provide insight concerning the present times. I will address false doctrine God has revealed he will judge, starting with the church and I'll help us respond as God is directing us for these very days. Let's start, then, with consideration of our present times. We have experienced an abundant measure of God's grace, such as the world may have never ever seen before. God's tremendous increase of prophetic words and warnings and declarations have allowed us an unprecedented measure of God's grace. Just as God was long-suffering with Pharaoh of Egypt, working through Moses to let his people go, to release his Hebrew children from the bondages of slavery, so has God been working in our midst. As we read in the book of Exodus, God sent repeated plagues against the Egyptians to cause Pharaoh to relent. The first few plagues also impacted God's children. But as Pharaoh continued to harden his heart against the commands of God, the plagues were increased and harmed only Pharaoh and his people, while God's children were safe in Goshen. If you have eyes to see and ears to hear, then you know We are living in very similar days now, as God is exercising His judgment against evil on our behalf. I have never been more immersed to learn as much as I possibly can than I have been recently. There is so much going on in the spiritual realm. I've been seeking the Lord for greater understanding of the times, to learn the truth about what's really going on, and I have to tell you, my head feels like it could explode. The bad news is evil is much worse than we could ever want to imagine. But the good news is nothing is too difficult for God, and he has already begun to reveal his hand of justice precisely as he's been stating he would. God is so gracious to do nothing without first revealing his plans to his servants, the prophets. And he does this so his people can be prepared and maintained in safety as he administers judgment against evil. God provides us with his prophetic wisdom and insight with the expectation we will obey his instructions and take every practical measure possible for our safety and for the safety of our loved ones. God never works against the will of man. Whatever a person chooses in their life, that they will receive. However, at the same time, God works through situations, circumstances, people, events, governments, media, and every other element of our world to orchestrate all details according to his will. 
scriptures are clear god does not want anyone to perish but for all to come to the saving knowledge of jesus christ yet there are some people who will knowingly reject god who will continue to reject god even though god pursues them and gives them repeated opportunity to repent the men and women we see committing evil in our day are not innocent they are not unwilling victims in their choices they know what they are doing and they have found ways to justify their actions. Like Pharaoh, many have hardened their hearts to the point they will never repent, and we will soon see God's judgment come upon them. I want to prepare you. We are in a war, and like all wars, there are horrific events, carnage, and suffering we will witness. But we must remember, these men and women have made their choices. They have brought God's judgment upon themselves. As we've been learning for months upon months now, there's been a group of self-appointed people who have cooperated with evil for the purposes of creating a one-world government, reducing the population, and maintaining complete control over all the people of the world. In the not-too-distant past, anyone who uttered such a potential was shut down with claims of them being tin-hat conspiracy theorists. But now we know. Mainstream media has been bought and paid for to perpetuate the narrative of conspiracy theories to allow evil to advance their agenda undetected. They succeeded for a while, at least until God decided it was time he would begin exposing the evil and corruption wherever it exists. Beginning early 2020, God started waking people up all over the world to see the gross evil in our midst. At the same time, God has been waking up specific people, calling them to rise up and take their place in his plan. God has had some exceptional key people in place he was working through, who have been infiltrating the infiltrators, and the time for the revealing of all things is swiftly upon us. Some of the people God's been using will be no surprise when they are fully made known, whereas others will be very much a surprise. And you, dear listener, need to understand God is calling you to be among those he will work through in these very days. Many of us who have been obscure and relatively unknown are being promoted this hour to step into our created purpose. Derek Johnson is one such person among many God has been using behind the scenes to help in his great reveal. I first saw Derek interviewed by Steve Schultz from Elijah Streams. He's a highly self-informed and intelligent military man who has put puzzle pieces together based on history and legal documents to explain what's going on in our U.S. government. And I have to tell you, God has been so good working details behind the scenes that when we see what God has planned, we will be dancing in the streets. And I'm very pleased to tell you I have scheduled Derek for an upcoming interview, which I'll bring to you just as soon as possible. Steve Schultz is another amazing man of God who has helped untold numbers of people learn the truth, not only from Derek Johnson, but also from Mel Kay, Amanda Grace, Johnny Inlow, and Robin D. Bullock. You know, these men and women, along with Julie Green and Donna Rigney, Clay Clark, General Michael Flynn, Alex Newman, and Pastor Dave Scarlett, are some I've learned a lot from. I'm grateful several have been my guests on this podcast, and I hope to have more on this program soon. If you've listened before, then you've heard me say that in the fall of 2019, I sought the Lord to gain some insight about what we could expect for 2020. I heard then that God would be exposing all manner of corruption and evil wherever it existed, so the world would become aware of it, and then have understanding when God administered his judgment. I'm humbly amazed at the graciousness of God. He began exposing all manner of evil early 2020 and has continued for these three years as an opportunity of grace for those who will repent to do so 
while still moving ahead to his appointed time when he must exercise judgment on those who stubbornly refuse him and insist on continuing in their evil ways. Earlier this year, I sensed and I expressed that the months of August, September, and October would be the peak, or they would bring us to the tipping point when God's grace period would come to an end. Then I've expected the months of November, December, and January to be some of the darkest in terms of what the whole world will see. These will be the months when God exercises his judgment, and for those who will continue to fight against him, it will be exceedingly difficult. Watching and learning this part of the spiritual war we've been in will be some of the most horrific observances of our lifetime. This brings me to my second point concerning false doctrine in the church God has revealed he will judge. As we read in 1 Peter 4.17, God begins his judgment with the house of the Lord. People who publicly call themselves Christians, who are disingenuous, who lead others astray, who attempt to gain the benefits of the faith while living according to the world, who are wolves in sheep's clothing, these people have been and will continue to be among the first to receive God's judgment. Many people who have been operating under the Christian banner, who have been attending churches that do not welcome the Holy Spirit, churches that want to have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof, these churches, starting with the leaders and into the members of the congregation, will be the most impacted. As sad as this seems, it is right, and God cannot allow such hypocrisy to continue, as it not only misleads people, it makes a mockery of the cross. It denies the fullness of all Christ died to accomplish. Kent Christmas is another prophet I've learned a great deal from, and he recently provided an extensive prophecy where God issued a very stern warning about judgment that will come against those who are not properly embracing all Jesus accomplished for us and those who are teaching limitations on the authority and power genuine Christians have against the enemy. You'll find the link to Kent Christmas's prophecy in the show notes. I appeal to any and all of you who have been taught or who believe that the miraculous gifts are no longer available today. Some teach only those who were directly taught by Jesus during his earthly life were able to perform miraculous signs and wonders. Many have taught that with the complete canonization of scriptures, the miraculous gifts have ceased. I appeal to you because I see this as accepting a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, which the Apostle Paul harshly warns against in Romans chapter 1. You know, if we will just read the Bible for what it says, rather than accept the teaching of errant man, we will find the truth we desperately need. If we properly read the Bible, we will see many disciples who are not one of the original twelve apostles, who performed miracles, signs, and wonders, healed the sick, and delivered people from demons. Jesus was quite clear when speaking about Christians who would live after he ascended. Once he went to the Father, the Holy Spirit would be given to all who genuinely call on his name to be their personal Savior and Lord without reservation. The only limitation that can be put on Jesus or the Holy Spirit is rejection, unbelief, or doubt that prevents us from operating in the fullness of the relationship, authority, and power Christ died to give us. Attempting the Christian faith with any measure of rejection, unbelief, or doubt is nothing less than an attempt to paste wings on a worm and call it a butterfly. Such so-called Christians operate entirely from their humanity, and many are not genuinely born again. This is a dangerous place that is subject to God's judgment. I know many Christian denominations have taught and believe that the miraculous gifts ceased to exist with the death of the last remaining apostle who walked with Jesus. But I ask you to seriously reconsider this. Still others say because we have the full canon of Scripture, we have all we need from God to successfully live the Christian life. 
But Jesus didn't teach that. In fact, Jesus said he and his humanity was our example. Not only are we to do the works he did, but Jesus said those who came after him would do even greater works than he did. John 14, 12. The New Testament is clear. There were many beyond the original 12 apostles whom Jesus commissioned to go perform miraculous healings and deliverance. There were the 70 that he sent in Luke chapter 10, verse 1, 8 to 9, and 17. And there was the unnamed disciple who was given the power to heal the sick and cast out demons we read about in Mark chapter 9, verses 38 to 40. In the New Testament, we also read about Stephen, Philip, Simon Magus, and Ananias. That's in Acts 6, 8. Acts 8, 5 to 7, Acts 8, 9 to 13, and Acts 9, 17 to 19. What about the Christians in Corinth who made a mess of things by incorrectly administering their gifts, requiring the Apostle Paul to correct them? What about the admonition the Apostle Paul gave the Galatian believers for failing to use their gifts and instead reverting back to the law? All of these are evidences of miraculous gifts operating after Christ's ascension by those who were not part of the original twelve disciples. And then, what about Matthias, who replaced Judas Iscariot? And what about Barnabas? For that matter, what about the Apostle Paul? The New Testament makes clear he was appointed after Jesus' resurrection, when his name was changed from Saul to Paul. He did not live under Christ's teachings. In fact, before Jesus called him, Saul opposed and murdered Christians until the day he was on the road to Damascus when Christ called to him from heaven. We read all about this in Acts chapter 9. There were many miracles Paul conducted and many other miracles recorded in the New Testament performed by others who never learned directly from Jesus when he walked this earth. The Apostle Paul taught God gives many spiritual gifts to Christ's followers. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 reveals spiritual gifts are given by God and they are diverse and intended for the entire body of Christ, meaning the church. And here again, we need to recall Jesus did not use the word church when collectively referring to believers in him. He used the word ecclesia, which is more than a group of believers. It is a group of believers who have power and authority to govern the affairs of men. The ecclesia is intended by Christ to be the authority and power that restrains evil on earth. In Romans chapter 11, verse 29, the Apostle Paul makes clear the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Yes, I know. Those who believe the gifts are not available today cite 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 8 to 13 also written by the Apostle Paul, where he writes, Since the perfect has come, which they believe is the completed canon of Scripture, the miraculous gifts have ceased. Does the Apostle Paul contradict himself? I do not believe the Apostle Paul contradicts himself, because I'm convinced the entire Bible is inspired by God and without error or conflict. I don't know how so many people who are much more educated than I am have been able to conclude the term Paul used, quote, that which is perfect, end quote, means the Bible. It makes much more sense to me to mean the second coming of Jesus, because then and only then in the history of this evil world would it make sense the gifts are no longer needed. Until then, Jesus has promised he would never leave us or forsake us or leave us as defenseless orphans. No, it makes no sense, given the whole counsel of Scripture, that God would tell us that things would get worse in the world leading up to the end times and he would leave the church of the latter days less defenseless than the early church. If God removed the spiritual gifts, there would be no way we could do greater works than Jesus did in the much-prophesied end-time harvest of souls. Christ's mandate on the ecclesia has not changed. We are to occupy until he returns. We are to be the restraining influence against evil. 
Jesus never instructs us to do something that he doesn't also fully equip us to do. So, considering how the Ecclesia has failed in the past many decades, is it any wonder judgment must begin with the house of the Lord? I also ask you to please consider the admonitions in the book of Revelations to the seven church cities. These seven church cities symbolize all churches until Christ's second coming. Remember, the first church in Ephesus had abandoned its first love, Jesus. The church of Smyrna was commended for remaining faithful during persecution and told of more persecution to come with the urging to remain faithful. The church of Pergamum was commended for remaining faithful in the midst of perverse pagan practices in their city. The church of Thyatira was praised for growing in faith and service while reprimanded for tolerating a false prophet in their midst who was leading people astray to commit idolatry and immorality. The church of Sardis was called out for being spiritually dead for maintaining an outward appearance of being alive when, in reality, it was spiritually dead. The Church of Philadelphia was praised for remaining faithful in the face of trials despite their limited strength of faith. And the Church of Laodicea was a prosperous industrial and commercial center, but Jesus wasted no time denouncing the congregation for its lukewarm faith, scolding them for allowing economic prosperity to cause spiritual bankruptcy. This is a time when the Ecclesia as a whole and each of us as individuals must go before the Lord and ask Him to reveal any wicked way in us that we may repent and be restored unto God. This isn't the first time God's people have need to radically seek Him to be fully restored in a right relationship with Him, nor the first time God miraculously intervenes on behalf of His people. History reveals the many repeated times God's people drifted away from him and into worship of other gods in reprehensible ways, sacrificing their children and doing all other debased acts in the name of worship to false gods. In reality, they were serving evil spiritual beings who are enemies of God, the very same ancient evil spirits who allured God's people away from him in the past have been at work all around us in the world today. We today are no different than God's people who rejected him to worship other gods as we read about in the Old Testament. The evil enemy spirits of Baal and Osiris have increased their presence and entrapped many people who have been advancing all manner of evil against God's people. And God, in his faithfulness, has caused us to see our own condition. God has brought us to a point of crying out to him in repentance, and we have reached the point in time when God's swift hand of judgment is upon us. Through his prophets, God has graciously revealed how he wants his people to respond, which I want us to consider now. God has spoken through many well-respected prophets, Julie Green being one of them. Through her, God has said, and I loosely quote, The enemy has been in control long enough. They have stolen and deceived enough. They have denied you what's yours, so enough is enough. My children, no longer settle. No longer let them have their way. My children, stand up now and use my name that will destroy their power. It will destroy their control. It will destroy their fraud. It will destroy their government. My children, they don't have the power to stay in control. The power has been given to you, so take it now, right now. Receive now what is yours. Your nations are yours, not theirs. Don't let them steal from you any more. Use my authority and watch everything change that you see before you. God has said he doesn't need a lengthy time to turn things around. He has told us to expect him to act suddenly. And God has specifically instructed us to draw on Christ's authority and power that we have 
to speak forth his promises in partnership with him as he destroys our enemies in our midst. God has instructed us to shout our victory, to shout down our enemies' plan and control, to shout down their government and their laws, to shout down their economic control, to shout our enemies' defeat and demise. God reminds us the enemy has no power that can withstand the authority and power in the name of Jesus, so we are to shout the name of Jesus loudly. We are to shout our freedoms. God says the enemy's walls have come down, and we will soon see our enemies all fall before us. We will see justice served. We will see judgment hit them. God says we will see and experience the restoration of everything stolen, and that we will even get back things we never thought we could. God has told us repeatedly not to be in fear, not to believe things are as they seem, but to believe they are as he says they are. God has told us to live in faith and to utilize the power and authority we have in Christ to command the changes we need. God has instructed us to decree and declare all matters according to his will and to expect them to be done for us. God has revealed what he wants for us and now he wants us to agree with him and call it forth. God wants us to speak to election fraud and decree and declare any cheating to be exposed and swiftly dealt with. God wants us to call out those who have lied, stolen, and cheated to be removed from their positions of influence, authority, and power, and for righteous men and women to take their place. God has prophesied that false governments, media, medical tyranny, and those seeking a one-world government and all the like will be taken down. God says all who are against him will fall and that he does not need an election. God said all we need is his hand and he assures us that we have it. And he says by his hand he will remove all our enemies all at once. God gave these words through Julie Green and God gave another word to Julie titled Leaders All Over the World Will Suddenly Change. I recommend these prophecies and I have provided the links in the show notes. At this very time, there are many things occurring behind the scenes that will be made known soon. We are only beginning to see the radical changes God is bringing to our world. As I'm recording this podcast, news is breaking that Benjamin Netanyahu is recognized as Israel's new prime minister. The New York Times article stated Israel will have a stable government for the first time since 2019, allowing lawmakers to set budget and fill key civil service positions without difficulty. Also happening now is the aftermath of the elections in Brazil. Bolsonaro's backers are calling on Brazil's military to intervene after Lula's victory. As of the time of writing this podcast, Bolsonaro has just secretly told members of the Supreme Court that the country's tightly contested election is over. He is apparently conceding. However, in my heart of hearts, I think there will be still more revealed in the days to come based on the nationwide protests that have been breaking out, and more importantly, God's promises that he's working to rid the nations of evil. Through several prophets, God has stated President Trump is still our rightful president, and all matters concerning that will soon be revealed. There's also been some intelligence provided that President Trump has been working with the white hat military behind the scenes, bringing the overdue justice and accountability evildoers deserve. I've learned there are thousands of sealed indictments already ordered, which will soon be made public. Again, through Julie Green, with her prophecy published on November 3rd, God said Donald Trump, as the rightful president, is soon to return, and stated soon the world will know this for a fact. In that word, God instructs us to pray for President Trump, to shout all the enemies out of his way, 
for us to know God has provided him everything he needs to remove our enemies. However, God expressed Donald Trump needs us to shout and pray for his protection. God encouraging us to shout and pray reminds me of how the walls of Jericho came tumbling down. It doesn't take a person with a special ability to realize virtually everything in our world today is upside down. Governments and medical professionals who are supposed to care for people and protect us from harm have collaborated to impose harm. Media that is supposed to bring news to help us control evil in our society, reporting on violent crimes and helping police apprehend suspects through their alerting the public, are not only suppressing the truth about crime, they have issued reports that have increased crime. Our public education systems that were designed to help children become responsible contributors to society are now preying on our children. Arts and entertainment that should impart stories and plot lines to enhance cultural morality are intentionally producing the opposite, and even our churches have let our culture down by conforming to the world instead of attracting the world to be transformed by the church. And there's so much more, and we know these dreadful realities are not limited to the United States. These events, and much worse, are occurring all over the world. I bring the content of this podcast today to greatly encourage you and to allow you to know the specific ways God wants us to respond. In keeping with what I've shared God wants of us, I ask everyone in the sound of this podcast who belong to Jesus to join me in this prayer of authority. Pray this with me, stopping the podcast as you need, and pray knowing you have all the authority of Christ to overcome all the works of the devil and his minions. Pray with me now. With the power and authority I have in Christ, I declare every demon of any rank or file within the sound of my voice is strictly bound and gagged, removed from your positions of influence over God's people, now in the name of Jesus. Every toehold, every stronghold, or platform the enemy has established concerning each and every Christian hearing this podcast is hereby declared shattered and broken into shreds, preventing the enemy from any further evil influence. By the authority and power of Jesus, I call forth three warring heavenly angels for every person receiving deliverance with this prayer to fight against the powers and principalities and the rulers of dark places to free God's people from the lies and deception and open their eyes to the truth, no matter how difficult they may find the truth to be because of being deceived for so long. And I declare and decree no demon can return to retaliate in any way against me or the people receiving this prayer. Neither can demons retaliate against any person, animal, or property belonging to or that are of concern for me or those receiving this prayer, past, present, or future. And I thank you, Heavenly Father, for making it possible for those of us who place our faith in your firstborn Son, Jesus, as our Savior and Lord, to have been granted all the authority and power of Jesus as joint heirs with him and ambassadors for him, to decree and declare your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, God, for who you are and for all you do, for the benefit of many, and all for your glory. Amen. To make sure you're fully prepared for these ominous days ahead, I want you to do the following. Affirm or reaffirm your faith in Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior with a verbal declaration. You make your declaration known to the evil and heavenly kingdoms by your mouth. I want you to thank Jesus for going through all he did to set you free and I want you to rejoice now that we have God's very promise that whomever the Son sets free is free indeed. I also want you to renounce any cooperation you have had with the ways of the enemy, either knowingly or unknowingly, 
professing aloud you don't want to have anything to do with the evil kingdom. Then believe the Holy Spirit will reveal to you anything specific you need to know so that you can confess when you're capable of doing so. I want you to promise Jesus you will respond to the Holy Spirit anytime he quickens you and ask Jesus to make you much more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Then expect this will occur because God wants us to ask anything according to his will with the promise he will grant it. And I want you to thank God now and many times every day that you belong to him and that God makes you his responsibility. He cares for you in all ways. And I want you to commit to God. You will remain in relationship with him, willing to be transformed, and go and do whatever he reveals to you as your only reasonable response to him for all he's done for you. Amen. God said through Julie Green, at the same time more people are being added to God's kingdom daily, churches, governments, economies, everything as we know it, will be changed. God says, watch France, Canada, Australia, Africa, and Egypt, and in the United States, be ready to see change in the government, the judiciary, economy, and the presidency. Even our monuments, symbols, and laws, and their medical industry, their food industry, their news industry will be changed. God says, I'm about to be seen as never before. And all God's people say, Amen. Next week, I have Clay Clark confirmed as my special guest. He's been a mighty man of God, helping to wake people up to the truth concerning our elections, our government, our corrupt leadership, and so much more. He, along with General Michael Flynn, have been instrumental in helping people get engaged with what God is doing. You won't want to miss this episode. And I ask you to tell others to listen in, too. Telling others about this podcast is a show of support that I greatly appreciate. You can also be supportive by purchasing goods or services from me or my affiliates. To help you confidently purchase goods and services you need while supporting the financial needs of this podcast, I've been vetting different potential affiliates. I don't have traditional commercial sponsors because that would mean they have a say in the content I bring you. Instead, I seek affiliates who essentially pay me a commission for each sale I bring them. This keeps me in control of the podcast content, and this is another way I seek to demonstrate my integrity for you, my listeners. When it comes to your health, I want you to know about Infinity, a company dedicated to helping us detoxify our bodies and get to an optimum and healthy weight. I've been using their products and I especially like their detoxifying products and I really love their Java Boost drink. I've also been proudly promoting Dr. Zelenko's Z-Stack supplements. They contain zinc, quercetin, and vitamin C and D, which are formulated in just the right amount to help you boost your immune system. And don't forget about Operation Tomahawk. It's an excellent program that I'm using, and I encourage all of my listeners to also. Get your household and healthcare products from an American-owned and operated company with the confidence they are not made with genetically modified ingredients or with toxins. We need to stop supporting the woke corporations that produce products that are harmful to us, which is why Operation Tomahawk was started. Find the link in the show notes. And don't forget about my own award-winning books available through my website. The series is also called Faith to Live By, and each of these books would make a great Christmas gift. I mean, what better gift can you give people than the gift of truth? And when you purchase through my web store, be sure to use the promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, and you'll get a 20% discount at checkout. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. And I ask you to let me know how this podcast impacts you and what you're now doing in response to the equipping you receive through me. My email is faith to live by at PamelaChristianMinistries.com. 
If you like the content and resource materials I bring you with this podcast, you'll find so much more by connecting with me through my blog. In fact, my blog has been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content. And I'm also very active on social media. In fact, I can cover a lot more content through social media than I can with this weekly podcast. To receive even more, please be sure to check out my dedicated podcast listeners page called Beyond the Podcast. Here's where we can connect exclusively and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more. And also on that page, I have a form that I ask you to complete. Just scroll down the page and you'll find it. It'll let me learn more about you and know how I can better serve you. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the gospel, and it helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember... Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.